We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today are Amanda and Trevin from the Live Laugh Larceny, a true heavy crime podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give them the opportunity to tell us a little more about themselves and their show before we get started. Awesome. Thanks for having us on here. Yes. And can I just say, your voice right now is so soothing to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. We're so complimentary. (laughs) I know. But no, thank you so much for having us on. So my name is Amanda. I'm one of the co-hosts of Live, Laugh, Larceny. And this is Trevin. Hello. And yes, we are a true petty crime podcast. So we never talk about anything too heavy. We don't talk about anything really murdery at all. We like to take the lighthearted, petty crimes and turn them into dramatic tales, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we like to take anything dumb and bizarre and try to make it sound as if we are covering a murder, but... It's never a murder. So it's kind of just that juxtaposition, just stupid cheesiness. And that's where we live. But yeah, I'm Trevin and I do the or I'm the other host and I do audio for it. Every story that we do has very immersive sound effects where it's ominous music in the background, cheesy sound effects, dumb voice reenactments. I put a lot of production behind everything, mm-hmm. and together we have this goofy variety show that I, I I like to think that it's the perfect thing to break it up. If you're a true crime person and you feel like you're getting a little depressed from all of the murder talk, mm-hmm. we still speak the same true crime language, but it's just never anything bad. It's kind of like if you're a fan of scary movies, the scary movie movies are really fun for you. So that's yeah. kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah, like the horror movie parodies, like Cocaine Bear yeah. or what is it? Why can't I think of it? Naked Gun is the one I like to use a lot for our show. Tucker and Dale. Oh, versus Evil. I actually watched that last weekend. Yeah, it's like it's totally campy. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be this, you know, horror movie, but it's like a, a lighthearted take on a horror movie because they have no idea what the fuck is going on and they're just like, why are all these teenagers <laughs> killing themselves? so oh my god i've never seen this that sounds so funny oh it's hilarious and emily the whole time she was watching it was getting so stressed out and was just like oh my gosh it's just a big misunderstanding how do i help them (laughs) but then once the movie was over she just said that was really cute so she thought it was a cute movie (laughs) it's cute how horrible that was yeah yeah (laughs) that's kind of how i felt about cocaine bear which isn't really crime related other than the fact that like there's a bunch of cocaine that someone stole mm. and then it got released off of a plane and then this bear is like addicted to cocaine and murders a bunch of people in hilarious ways. Yeah, that movie was actually oh. a lot more funny than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I even 
haven't seen either of these. Oh my god, I am missing out. I was cackling. Yeah, you are. <laughs> full on cackling when I was watching this. And my husband Thomas was sitting there next to me and he's like, okay, it's not that funny. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Are we watching the same movie? Because this is ridiculous. Like, super Yeah, creepy. there was... Like the one thing that really could get to off topic here, but the the thing that really that I cannot stop thinking about is how there was that random cut where there was three dudes walking in the forest and then it comes back to their scene later and then there's just two and they're talking about how they're sad. The third one died and then you never see it. And then it quickly like does a flashback to like 10 minutes before and it shows them die real quick and it goes back and it's like, why did you need to put a flashback there? Like that's so random, but it's really jarring, and I I still can't stop thinking about it. It's a weird editing choice. Yeah. Oh wow. I never that really thought about that, but yeah, that was weird. That was a weird cut. Yeah. Yeah. It really just jolted me out of it, but it in like a like I said a jarring way, kind of like weird sounding music is used in horror movies. It, it really woke me up when I was watching it, but mm-hmm. I can't say that I love the decision, but it it was effective. To get back to the interview section of this <laughs> episode, now that we've gone on this cocaine bear and Tucker and Dale tangent, obviously everyone knows that you guys are best friends. So <laughs> how did the two of you meet and come up with the concept of the podcast? It's funny that you say everyone knows that because we have had a couple of people think we were related or married. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are indeed friends. Best friends, yeah. as you say. <laughs> So we actually met about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. We were both working in just a really, really crappy warehouse job that we both couldn't stand. Just two creative souls just trying to earn a buck, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of really absurd people that were working with us. And it was certainly a man's world there. <laughs> it was a man's world. My God. But Trevin was always like my go-to person to like go invent to or gossip with about mm-hmm. other people in the warehouse. And we just like continued to build on that friendship. Trevin, like he said, is so insanely talented in the audio world. Mm-hmm. So I originally had a show with another friend that ended up, we stopped doing that one, but Trevin was our audio guy for that. And it got to a point where that show was coming to a close and Trevin and I wanted to start something new and we wanted it to fit in the true crime genre. Mm-hmm. But Trevin's more of the comedy guy and I'm more of the true crime gal. And It was a really random conversation that we had one night on the phone trying to think of something unique and different. And Trevor was just like, what about true petty crimes? It was. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the idea behind it just kind of because I I thought like I don't want to do just dumb criminal stories like in a radio talk show kind of way. I want to kind of poke fun at the genre at large because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of whether people like to admit it or not. Even when trying to cover things ethically, there's a lot of tropey type things that everybody yep. does when they're covering true crime stuff. And I feel like there's just so much to say about the genre, too, that we we kind of wanted to parody the genre all around by doing basically like a cheesy Dateline version mm-hmm. of dumb things. So originally we were just going to do stories and then a friend of ours said, oh, you should do the dreadful dilemma thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I like learning things when I'm listening to things or because like if I don't like just straight up fiction, 
And so I was like, well, I want to do something with facts or trivia. So then another friend of ours was like, you should do a game segment. So then it ended up kind of becoming a variety show, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we we really leaned into it because it's kind of like when people used to, well, I'm sure people still do, but when The Walking Dead would come out afterwards, they would have The Talking Dead, where it was like an after mm-hmm. show, or they did Breaking Bad. And then I, I don't remember what the name of that one was, but it was just these after shows. And I thought, well, this is kind of like a true crime after show, too, in a sense, like whatever you listen to, if it's got you down, just come back to our goofy variety show yeah. thing and we're going to make fun of the the genre. So we just decided to write these stories. I was like, well, we have to tell the stories really dramatically, obviously. I was just going to put that low music underneath it, sort of like what like Crime Junkie does or something like that, which is the bowl. I wasn't going to go too far into it. And then our first story, or the first story we did was a story I did from my hometown about a person that would knock on people's doors. When they would answer the door, he would punch them in the face and then run off. (laughs) And... (laughs) What a douchebag. Right. And so it was when I was in high school and they had the sheriff's report. I was in this like current events class. So they they gave us a bunch of newspapers to look through. So I'm sitting here looking through this tiny town's newspaper. And there's the, the sheriff's report section where the, you know, this is a small country town. The sheriff just he has to write this report and you can tell he's not a wordy guy. So he'll he'll type to himself and just be like, yeah, this person did it. Shocker. And then like just, he talks like that and it gets printed. So he actually made jokes. And after this had happened a couple of times, he said, oh, the, the night puncher strikes again, like making a joke, calling him that. And so then it always just kind of stuck with me. So I told that story. But when we told the story, I just for fun was like, I'm going to put a punch sound in it and like like a man screaming just to see what yeah. happens. Yeah. And I'm sitting there all alone in my house. I put the sound effect in and I say, knocked on a door, punches people and runs off. And then, you know, I put that documentary style sound effect behind it of a punch and a scream. And I just sat in that room and laughed so hard to myself. (laughs) And I thought, well, if I can make myself laugh, then I think we should probably just get this to more people because it's not every day that you can come up with something on your own that makes you makes yourself cackle, you know? Sure. Yeah. So and then it just it's grown so much from there. It it's so overblown and campy with the sound effects and music changes now. And it takes me about every story takes me about four and a half to five hours to put together Jeez. with the audio. But Oh my gosh, Trevin. It is really it makes I feel good about every single one I put out and I think that's really cool. So yeah, it's like I'm getting better with it, but yeah, it takes more time to make it. It does, yeah. but oh my god, the atmosphere, I'm telling you, I with whatever he's been doing, I, I cannot say enough good things about Trevin and his audio, like, creativity, and he didn't say this, I don't think, that for the first year of podcasting, Trevin created every single background music that we use for our stories, too, is all him as well. Oh yeah, I what I do up to, I, I think I did like 200 and four songs original songs to go behind these stories and then i started recycling them and i would you know once i would play them you'd already had a year break from it so it's okay but i was like "Ah, i'm ready to go another route so now i'm using license free actual fully produced music but yeah for the first probably year and a half of our show it's been or probably even longer has been all my original music behind everything and i'll still sneak an original in sometimes but I'm just kind of having fun playing with other people's music now. That's awesome. 
my brain's just blown. Sorry. Like my brain just kind of <laughs> rebooted there for a second as I'm just like staring off into space. I didn't have a stroke. You're fine. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> it is. I was just like, what? Wow. No, I know. I know. He does so much work. I'm just blown away too. I'm blown away by where I find the time. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> where I was because I was like kind of mathy out in my brain. Like that's a lot of time to be spending. Well, yeah, in the beginning of this year, for probably five months, I was the audio guy for another network, too. And I had, for a short amount of time, I had about eight shows under my belt plus mine. And I had a bit of a meltdown. <laughs> I, don't I was going to say, anymore. and working a full-time job as well. Right. I was say, when do you sleep? I wasn't. That's the problem. Yeah. That's where the burnout and the freaking out comes into play. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's a miracle. I think... I only had to take one week off from the show during that whole stretch, and I don't know how I did it. Yeah, it's crazy. Too much. So as you've said, you know, the premise is petty crimes told in this dramatic fashion. Like, I kind of think of it as like an audio version of a reenactment segment from like Unsolved Mysteries. You know what I mean? It's got like the music and stuff. So what to you constitutes as a petty crime? Mm. So I have taken it. And I think that was always kind of the our plan with the show. But we don't just do things that end in arrest or that would constitute as an actual crime. Mm-hmm. We've had ones that are just straight up petty acts where somebody was did something very petty to somebody. And we basically just call those our crimes against humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes we lean into the petty aspect or sometimes we just, you know, stick to our bread and butter with the dumb criminal stuff. I think that's another thing that makes our show fun is. You don't, it's like that mystery of like, where are we going to go with this? Is this going to actually end in a crime? Or is this just going to be a really funny, like bit of us spill, like spilling the tea and saying somebody was a total dickhead once. Yeah. And it, it, with the atmosphere and everything, it, it makes you feel like you did just kind of witness a crime, but it's in a different way. So I, I say a petty crime is just, yeah, if it's just a petty act and it can be a crime or if it is, you know, retaliation towards somebody or... Mm-hmm you know, just victimizing another person, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, we have done a couple of stories that aren't even technically petty crimes. Like some of them will get like a felony charge, for example. Sure. Oh, yep. You know, so it's it's not even like that's not even really how we look at petty crimes even necessarily either. It's more just like intention or like silliness behind it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that, yeah, it's it's not always petty though. But I guess even when she did the Amanda did the the wine story that had the Netflix documentary and yes, the sour grapes documentary. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Okay, yeah, it's about this this man named Rudy, and he basically conned all of like the richest richest like wine connoisseurs in the u.s basically and it was for a lot a lot a lot of money but the way he did it and the pettiness behind it is kind of Mm -hmm. where i focused with it but that for example yeah trevin that was like he got in a lot of trouble i can't even remember what he was so petty though because i remember in the documentaries or whatever or in the recordings that you were talking about he basically would just like look at the camera and say or he would look at them and be like, I'm scamming all of you. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. Like, he was literally just being <laughs> such a shit. Yeah, so, he was very, very cocky. And yeah, they would like 
film like all their like gatherings of them sipping wine and yeah he's like i just refill all these bottles and put a new label on them and trick you all and it turns out that's what he was doing but he would he would say these things on camera to them it was really wild yeah so it seems very deliberate and that that makes it petty right there yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so last question if you were to commit a petty crime yourself what type of crime would it be and why Oh, we've uh, we've told personal we stories of our own, <laughs> but if I was gonna do a new one, it would probably be something towards like a corporation or something. You know, I just feel that anarchy in me lately, and mm-hmm. maybe you know, uh, feces crimes are always some of my favorites to cover. So if I can, <laughs> if I can find some lying around and mix that with a corporation in some way, I think I could be my own hero. There you go. Yeah, that's such a tough one because yeah, like Trevin said. I've talked about me committing a few crimes on our show, Mm -hmm. but a new one. You know, I've still yet to get in trouble for streaking. That would be an exciting one. Get it. (laughs) Get it. Mom bod out. Watch out, world. (laughs) We love naked crimes, too, so that would be (laughs) perfect. (laughs) That would be perfect. Sorry in advance, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find crime podcasts to be a little too murdery? Then take a break from all things heavy and get petty. Join us, Amanda and Trevin, as we share killer facts, dreadful dilemmas, and tell real-life petty crime stories in the style of an audio drama. There, sprayed all over the aisle floor in eight display wigs, was a fresh pile of poo. Listen to Live Laugh Larceny on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's all I have for questions. If you guys are ready to move on to the Victorian slang term portion of our interview. I'm ready. Okay. Amanda, you are up first. Okay. Your first term is lag of dudes lag of dudes yep sounds like my saturday nights (laughs) (laughs) lag of dudes i'm gonna go with a male posse that follows you around everywhere you go okay i like that okay a lag of dudes according to victorian slang is a bucket or a basket of clothes Mm. whoa I was just thinking about that, like, dudes probably wasn't used as people back then. (laughs) Right after after she locked it in, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I already knew. I told Trevin, I was like, I'm going to be horrible at this game, but. (laughs) It's all right. That's part, that's half the fun is, like, coming up with some random stuff. All right, Trevin. Yes. Your first term is Jomer. Like, Homer with a J. Jomer. Okay. Jomer, I'm going to say that that is a nickname for a person or it, it describes a person. And I'm going to say it is someone who is like a like a janitor type person. OK. All right. And I'm going to be completely off. <laughs> so you were right with the person aspect. So okay. according to Victorian slang, a Jomer is a sweetheart or a favorite gal. Oh, it's a lady. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> I, 
I feel like Jomer would be a really cool man nickname now. Like if somebody was like, yo, Jomer, I'd answer to that. <laughs> hey. They'd be saying, hey, favorite gal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little old me. <laughs> All right. Amanda, your okay. second term is beaker hunter. Beaker hunter. Huh. Okay. Maybe this is a person that is on the hunt for those who make potions out of beaker in beakers. Ooh, okay. That's actually the direction I was thinking, like a scientist or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A beaker hunter is a stealer of poultry. <gasps> <laughs> I, that felt like a trap with beaker. I was thinking bird at first, and I said, nope, it's not bird. It can't be. <laughs> I don't know why I immediately, maybe because you mentioned Breaking Bad earlier, Trevin, I don't know. But yeah, I was mm -hmm. thinking like a science, like a beaker that you make some, yeah. like mix stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Damn. I just think that's so random. Like, a I'm a beaker, beaker hunter. hunter. I'm going to go steal your chickens or I'm going to go steal your ducks. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, is that something that they would like gossip in the neighborhood? Like, oh, watch out for Tom. He's a real beaker hunter. Better keep those chickens in the in the barn or whatever. Actually, you're probably right, I bet. <laughs> it sounds like such a, yeah, like a sassy, gossipy term for somebody. Yo. I can see that. I kind of love it. Kind of a very petty name for somebody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> beaker hunter. I heard your husband's a bit of a beaker hunter. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> All right, Trevin. Yes. Your second term is chonkies. And it's not a derogatory thing, so <laughs> chonkies. Oh, I've got a few upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just really cute cats. I'm going to say it is your linens. Oh my God. Like pants or something. Like, yeah. When I'm having a real lazy day, I slip on my chonkies because I, I don't feel like impressing other yeah, people. Yeah, I was thinking like long underwear type of thing. I don't know why. Which feels really derogatory. If I ever had pants that I called chonkies, I probably wouldn't feel too cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up there with a moo moo. <laughs> hey, don't hate on the moo moos, Trevin. <laughs> Gotta let it breathe, man. Just my let man. it breathe. <laughs> yes. God. Okay, chonkies were a kind of minced meat baked in a crust and sold, like, on the street. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I would try a chonky <laughs> one. I would, too, you know? Like, I was like, that kind of sounds, you know, like a puff pastry type of thing, you know, with who knows what. It makes me think of, like, the little roller things they have at gas yeah, stations. Yeah, yeah, the little taquitos. <laughs> yeah, taquitos. Mm -hmm, so it's, like, the first time for that. The original, the original taquito. Taquito. <laughs> Chonkies. The original taquito. <laughs> I think we need an ad for, for that. For the OG. Well, I would like to thank Amanda and Trevin for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and when new episodes of your show come out? You, wanna, you can you start want me to off, Trevin. Okay. Well, uh, Let's see. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. We are the most active on Instagram, but I we 
we used to be on TikTok a lot. I'm, I want to get back to it really bad. And Facebook as well. And I'm using threads a little bit, but it's hard to get ideas that often. So, but yeah, you can find us there. Live, laugh, larceny podcast on all socials. And Wednesdays is when they come out. Yes. And also, if any of your amazing listeners have any petty crime stories that they have done or they know of or any news stories and they want to send them in to us, our email is livelaughlarceny at gmail.com. We get a lot of really fun emails and stories sent in, so we love it. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, a murder podcast or a paranormal ones. Like, everybody's got one of these. And if you don't, you at least know somebody that did. For sure. Yeah. Well, on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.